I'm Marcus Brown. This is a Runner's Life podcast. This is a platform for richer conversations that explore the person behind the runner. I discuss the topics that influence us as runners locally, whilst concurrently connecting us to the wider global community. If you found value in the show, please subscribe and share with your community on social media and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or the platform selected as it helps the podcast grow. If you want to support my work directly, you can become a member on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a runner's life. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's head to the conversation. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome back to a runner's life podcast. How are you? Hey, Marcus. I'm doing great. I am so excited to be back on with you and get to chat again. It's great to talk to you. And the reason why I've got you back on the podcast is because actually your recent post inspired me to really sort of take a look at myself and just sort of question behaviours. I think based on, I think you posted about two or three posts regarding kind of incidents that happened to female runners. Do you want to sort of elaborate a little bit more about that? Sure. So, you know, it's been an all too common occurrence that we've had women that have been attacked, sexually assaulted, and killed while running. You know, I feel like you hear about it, people get upset, and then everybody just kind of moves on. And so one happened at the beginning of August, and I posted about it. it obviously, it broke my heart. It was a woman in Dallas, Sarmista Sen. She was um, a mother um, and was out running and was attacked and killed. And um, and, you know, it made me really upset. Like, why aren't more people talking about it then? Then a couple weeks later, um, another girl was sexually assaulted and killed um, while running. That was Sydney Sutherland. And I thought, you know, didn't the one that just happened, wasn't that really recent? And I thought it was like a month or so before. And I look back and it had been only 18 days before that another female runner in the U.S. was attacked and killed while running. And it made me really angry I, that that nobody was talking about it, that we're having two runners within one month, within 19 days, killed while running, and everybody was staying silent. And, you know, that really affected me because, you know, I feel like this is something that people should be speaking up about. And, are different news sources for running. Why aren't they talking about it? Why isn't this, you know, front page news for them? Why isn't it front page news for the media that two women were killed while running in 19 days? And it just seems that no one cared enough about it. And that's, that made me really upset. I felt like, is it because it's such a commonplace thing for women to be attacked and harassed while running? And so that's not, what we're interested in talking about, you know, but it doesn't matter why they chose not to, um, but the media's chosen not to speak up about this and connect the dots that it's so, you know, two women in one month killed while running and, um, and they, they are choosing to stay silent on this. And so I'm realizing that if we want people to know about that, we have to speak up ourselves. And so I think it's, I think it's important for women to know about this because, especially I think for like newer runners or younger runners who might not be aware that this is, you know, something that's happening, you know, if they are aware of this, they can try to protect themselves and keep safe. And it's just, I just think that with the media staying silent on him, it says like that women don't matter as much to them, you know? Yeah. The silence doesn't help to be honest. And I completely agree. And 
reading the reactions and the comments to your posts, I think one thing that was really clear from a male side is how much of a daily occurrence harassment is in its subtle and overt forms, but it's just like a constant thing. Oh, absolutely. It's like I put this out there wanting to just like, I don't like raise awareness for this and also honor these women. And I, I did a post that said, what's your story? Just wanting to hear from women, like, what's your daily experience with this? Like, do you have a story where you've been harassed or attacked while running? And I mean, it broke my heart. Just like it, it's so universal. It's such a universal problem that women all over the world have, you know, been intimidated, threatened, followed, made to feel unsafe, attacked while they're running. And it's, it's like every woman has some type of story with this. And that's really disheartening. Like we all understand each other because we're all in the same boat where we don't get to feel safe. We adjust our running because of experiences we've had. You know, we know that running after dark is is not is is not something that we can just take lightly. If we do that, we take precautions, you know, and and that's that's just a tough reality to um to live with. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you mentioned earlier before about brands and the bit of silence there. I mean, what do you think brands could be doing to kind of speak up about this and to show their support? I mean, I think that speaking up first lets us know that we as women matter. We're 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 consumer. For a lot of these brands, we're, we probably consume more than even men, you know, and that we matter. Tell us we matter by by speaking up on issues that matter to us and that we care about and that literally affect our safety, our lives. You know, this isn't just some random niche problem. This is a universal problem that women have and at its most severe, it ends with us being attacked and dead, you know, so brands that say they care about women, brands that are trying to um, to cater to women, they should be speaking up on issues that gravely affect women. Yeah, I totally agree. And as you mentioned earlier, that you were sort of collating and encouraging women to kind of uh, speak about their own experiences. I want to ask you this. But before I get to that, I want to just take a step back and appreciate for those that haven't listened to episode 43, where we dived into your running journey and how you came up and just where you are now can you just give us like a a brief overview of what running means to you and your running journey up to this point sure and thank you so much for having me on earlier it's that was such a fun episode to do so basically I I ran one year in high school I ran myself into the ground also when I was in high school I would (laughs) connecting it to this topic that we're talking about today I would go out for a run and our cross country team was not popular, especially with girls. So I would be the only girl showing up to practice many times, which meant that when I got dropped from the boys, um, when the boys team dropped me as they would every single day, I would end up running alone. And I mean, I had teenagers from, you know, boy teenagers from the other high schools chasing me after school. I would have them um, pretending to hit me with their car and then swerve um, to miss me right before they hit me, like things like that. And I, it would send me into a panic every day, basically. And I wasn't, you know, it would, it would cause me to not be able to eat before my runs because I would be so nervous about like when I eventually got dropped by the boys team and what I would have to deal with after that, you know? 
Um, so, so that was something I already had, had known about since I was a kid, you know. Um, but I only ran, I went, ran that one year in high school and um, I was so injured that whole year. It was a really tough experience, but I also just like loved running. So I didn't quit. And I basically did a marathon at the end of that year, six hours and eight minutes. I retired from running for 10 years. And then 10 years later, I, I picked running back up to try to run a marathon again. And also just to kind of recorrect my life. I had gotten really into partying and just did not have total control of my life and with alcohol. And so I just was trying to do a recorrect. And so I picked up running and I just thought I was going to do a one and done marathon, but I ended up just totally falling in love and I am still running. I think eight years later, and it's been just a wonderful, a wonderful addition to my life. It's helped me process a lot of crazy things in life and come out on the other side um, just with joy. So it really, it's come full circle back into my life and it's been like the best addition to it. Yeah, thank you for sort of sharing that. And obviously it's been, you know, running has been a part of your life. I mean, even from the struggles from the early part up until, I mean, it's, it, I guess running, it was always a struggle right up to some point. <laughs> it's, never, it's, it's never easy. And I just sort of think like, so yeah, some people can totally relate to obviously those middle years and I was kind of similar when I was at university, was not really fit and just kind of enjoying life a little bit. And then you've, you find running or running finds you. And it's kind of like you do this thing where it kind of makes you, I think you need that, that challenge, really, that bit of friction in your life to push you forward and to show you what's not important and to grow you. Absolutely. It's just really, it's just such a powerful tool that you can use to better your life. You know, I think that for me, I use that time running to just really self-reflect you know, you can go through life without really thinking about what you've gone through and how to process it to be better, or you don't even give yourself the time to do that because you're so busy. And so for me, picking up running just gave me that time to just process through things and come out on the other side, just not bitter, but just finding joy. Yeah, it gives you that, yeah, that time just alone, just, you know, like you say, self-reflection is growth and it's so important, especially in the day-to-day world of just, it's it can be a bit crazy at times. So it's such a good thing for so many people and uh, thank you for sharing that and with that being said you know you can have people run for kind of similar reasons in terms of reflection freedom for example or then we're talking about the current topic for for this podcast and you know it takes away and taints the whole experience and you've spoken about other women's experiences that they've sort of shared with you can you sort of share any experiences that you've had with harassment potentially while running and What's been the impact for you and maybe the choices that you make? Yeah, I mean, I I used to run every day on the fire trails like over the mountains, like from from our from our community over the mountains to another community, and that would be like my everyday run. And it it's it wasn't extremely safe. I mean, I had to be basically escorted home by border patrol more than once because I kind of landed myself into more dangerous situations. I'd have cars that would follow me out in the middle of nowhere by myself, things like that. So, and this was my first year of running. So I was just so new to running again. And I just didn't really think about the safety implications. Sometimes I just really felt like independent and invincible. And a friend of the family who's older, she's like in 
her 60s and she's done like 100 marathons and probably like 30 or 40 Ironmans. She told my mom, she was my mom's best friend. She says, Kimberly needs to not be running out there. That is so dangerous. Like I've had a bunch of friends like get themselves into trouble out there, you know, you know, so please, you know, have her not do that anymore. And so I ended up stopping running out there by myself because of that. Just, you know, it was the wisdom of an older, more experienced runner who knew what was actually happening in the running community. And I was sort of disconnected from that and just so new to the running community that I wasn't aware of that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know because like you don't know what you don't know until it happens, isn't it really? You're just going out to run and to train. It's just a crazy situation. And from a male perspective, I'm just sort of thinking like it's so lazy. I mean, unless we go out and, and we run, I speak, well, I can't really speak for all men, but <laughs> I can speak for myself. Absolutely. I mean, I go out for a run and, you know, I don't necessarily think about my safety as a priority. As a person of colour, I mean, I might think about how that may be interpreted because that's obviously that's a part of who I am. So there's that aspect. But in terms of the experience that you've described and the experiences that I've read, I think a lot of men really, even though it doesn't happen to them, doesn't mean they shouldn't sit up and sort of pay attention to the impact that it has. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's something that affects all of their sisters in sport. And it's just, it's our everyday reality. I mean, it's a blessing that men don't have to, you know, that the common experience for men is not to have to be as concerned for their own safety. And, you know, in, in the comments to, to my post, I was, you know, so touched by the men that were getting similarly angry, you know, because it's not just somebody else's problem. Like that is the problem of, you know, their mother, their sister, their wife, their daughter, their training partner. I had fathers talking about how they have daughters who are runners and just, you know, obviously it's a concern because they know what goes on for women um, with running. And, and it's crazy. This is literally the only sport that women are able to be basically so vulnerable and attacked um, while doing their sport. You know, no other sport really has this type of um, environment where, you know, you can do it anywhere and you end up doing it alone sometimes. And so the things that make this sport the absolute best that you can be alone with your thoughts and explore also make it the more um, like vulnerable aspects for women. Yeah, totally. And like you said, I think it's there and then your post and something I've been thinking about as well. It's just like, although men may think it's funny or banter, it's not banter and it's not funny because it makes women feel uncomfortable and like you say, just put yourself in perspective. Would you be happy if it happened to your wife? Would you be happy if it happened to your girlfriend? Would you be happy if it happened to your daughter, your sister, you know, your colleague, your friend? It's just like when you start thinking about that and doing the sort of that role playing and just put yourself in that position, then you sort of realize actually there's a bit more to it. Absolutely. I mean, and we we don't know whether it's just like just some harassment or if it's going to lead to something more too. So, I mean, none of it is acceptable. You know, we don't, we are not asking for any of it by being out and running and we don't want it. You know, we, we want to feel safe. We want to just be able to have the same experience that a man would have running, you know, which is hopefully to be able to run free and without anybody intimidating or harassing them while they're out doing their sport. Yeah, I agree. And one of the guests I spoke to regarding this, she made a great point. She said, 
it's a comment that say a man throws out and he might not think about that comment but she's like well i'm going to go back and be thinking about that comment for the rest of the day and not in a positive way and it's just so interesting to see that this the power of words and even that how that has an impact and, and it moves into other areas i mean how women potentially blame themselves or shrink themselves when they are the victims you know then they and they end up being turned into the perpetrators because guys end up say oh it's not it's not this or it's not that what it is absolutely i mean that's just it's just the crazy world that we're living in and women are not asking for this it's crazy in the comments that i was getting just how many women have changed everything about their running because of the reality that they face in their own environment. So, you know, whether they live in the Philippines and it's so hot and humid and they have to wear basically pants and long sleeves to run or just run inside of, you know, a gym or something like that, because if they run outside, they won't be safe, you know? And when my husband and I went to India, um, I was running, you know, when my husband and I travel, um, I end up always having him run with me just out of you know extra precaution because we don't know the local running scene and and all that stuff. So that way I have um, my husband with me, you know, just to make sure that we're both safe. And um, in India, I had people saying you should not be out running, especially in a sports bra. And and even though my husband was there with me, it still wasn't safe for me to even be out running. They were telling me. And then I was reading stories about what's been going on with with um, women in India. And I was realizing like, it doesn't even matter if you have a man with you, you could still get yourself into trouble. You know, like it's just a horrible reality that, um, that our sisters around the world face just trying to do what they love every day. Just the violence against women is, is horrendous. Yeah. The violence against women is unacceptable. And I think this is where it sort of ties into wider life really. And I'm just sort of thinking, I know you spoke about your experience abroad, but has it made you kind of change your behaviors back at home in terms of feeling like you need to shrink yourself or to yeah. sort of to, to do what you need to do in terms of running? To enjoy- yeah, I totally changed my running. I mean, I no longer run at night. I no longer run on trails alone. I do all of my workouts with friends in very public, like pedestrian loops. So it'll be more than one person and it'll be in a very public place where there's a lot of people doing things. And then, um, I was doing all runs alone, basically going to a park and running around a small, you know, park that's very populated and just different things like that. Even in my community, which I wouldn't consider unsafe. I just started to take extra precautions just cause it was, you know, you know what I felt like was right for me for my situation and I think if a a man's listening to that and just think do you think about those things before you go to run I think you just need to be aware of that and it just sort of shows that I think this goes wider than running I speak to my wife about this as well Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it goes into just everyday life in terms of how women do shrink themselves to just to get through life to a certain extent as well. Absolutely. It's like self-protection because we're aware of what our reality is. You know, it's my husband, this is not what my husband does in our same community when he goes to run, you know, he, he runs on those fire roads that I used to run on and without worrying, you know, but 
but he's also, you know, male and he also can run, you know, five minute pace when he needs to for a long period of time. So he feels a lot safer doing that, you know, so it's, it's just, it's a horrible reality. And I, I'm hoping that bringing awareness that we can figure out what we can do as a community to demand change, um, to demand coverage all these things, you know, if we don't get coverage of these things, nothing can change because we're not even being made aware of things that need to be changed, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's definitely got to be one and the running. And I mean, this goes into my next point I'm really thinking about. I mean, do you think that um, this issue is better within the running community um, than it is in the wider society? Or do you think it's about the same or worse? I would say it's probably about the same. The running community, like I said, like the the very nature of running is to, you know, sometimes be isolated and that puts you in a vulnerable position. But I mean, women in general are, you know, the violence against women shows the how our lives are not valued the same and the lack of coverage around domestic violence or just violence against women in general, just it's not the same um, as it would be maybe for, um, for another group. And that's really tough because, um, because we, we need the coverage, we need the protection, we need our, um, the men to be standing up for us and saying, this is enough, you know, we are not going to stand for this. We need situations like this to get the coverage so that way we can do something to change it. We need people to get angry. Like this should make everybody very, very upset. I agree. I think everyone needs to be angry. And I think also it needs to be everyone's problem rather than just women's problems. Absolutely. It's, and that's the thing. I think that, you know, it's a, it's a story of a girl and she's in Arkansas, a story of a, a lady and she's in Dallas and it's not in your backyard. It's not, you don't know the person, but, and so people disconnect from it and they, you know, numb themselves to what's going on. But this is not some random person. This is a runner in the United States who's trying to just run, who's being attacked, potentially sexually assaulted and killed. This is your problem. This could be you. Like, and that's a horrible reality. And it, we don't want it to be one more girl. We don't want to lose another girl to this, you know, and figuring out how to make people so angry that they feel like it's their problem and it's their cause too is what you know we need to be doing because that's the only way to to get better for all of us you know like i i never want to read about another story of a woman attacked and killed while running you know i had somebody comment on my post and say oh all this happening in the US like you guys need to come up to Canada and this was a canadian person and july 29th kimberly i can't remember her last name was attacked on her nightly run, left for dead, found the next morning, and is fighting for her life right now. You know, this happens everywhere. It's not just in a third world country or, you know, it's it's happening everywhere. And it's because men aren't valuing women's lives, that they attack us and then discard us. And that's so not okay. Yeah, I think it goes back to youth, really, isn't it, in terms of like how we see each other in terms of like respect you know it changes as we get older and the language that we use and I think there's so much to it I think it's one and the running like you say and there isn't one perfect area I think everyone Definitely. could do better and if you were to say like I'm I, I've got no 
no changes to make, then I think you're definitely living an illusion. I don't think there's any perfect people anywhere to honest. So uh, I think we, we could all do better and uh, just be better global citizens to each other. Following your um, your recent posts, I know there's still a lot of work to be to 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 be done in this area, and though we're talking about it now, I mean, do you see any sort of positive signs of progress following your post in terms of things that you've seen in the media at all? I haven't seen really anything from the media um, except you know initially reporting on both of these incidents, or even from the running media. But I've seen, you know, I post this and. So many people shared their story. So many people reposted information about this. And so I see that like grassroots wise, you know, the actual community is very upset by this and it matters deeply to them. And that's encouraging for me to see that, that this problem that is all of our problems is connecting to them. And they, they, you know, so many people said, I had no idea that this was happening. You know, I had no idea of these two latest um, deaths in the running community. And that's, I mean, that's a huge problem, but I was, you know, encouraged to see that people were sharing more about it and saying, yeah, the harassment is unacceptable. You know, we won't, we're not going to put up with this anymore. I don't find it acceptable in my life or for any other women to be experiencing. And, you know, I, I was encouraged by that, even if I wasn't seeing any of the brands or the, you know, the mainstream media or the running media pick it up. Yeah. And what I sort of really took away from what you've just said that even though we've got the stuff in the media, I think it really goes back to the grassroots and it's like, what can we do on a local level to be progressing matters? I mean, what sort of things would you advise? I mean, I know it's, it's wider than running and it's like an educational generation type thing, but what sort of conversations would you be encouraging people to be having that are not happening at the moment? I mean, um, like I said, and you know, before like every perpetrator has a mother. So we, so we are the ones raising people that may end up doing this. So we need to be raising our sons and our daughters to be respectful of women, to be respectful of boundaries, to, be a protector of women. Um, and as, as men in society, we need men to be just zero tolerance for harassing other women to, when they see it, to stand up against it. I, I saw something awful the other day. Um, it was a woman who was on the platform of the subway um, in New York, in Manhattan, in Manhattan. And um, a man started um, sexually assaulting her on the subway. Like she was laying on the ground and he was trying to sexually assault her. And there's video of it because everybody stood around and took video. And I was so angry seeing that. Just, I mean, even as a woman, even being concerned that I would be hurt, I would go in and, and physically try to put myself in between and try to kick this person or hurt them or do something to get them off of this woman. And the fact that no male was stepping in there and all they did was get their phone out to video it made me sick. That that's what society's come to. You know, that we're standing by and watching things and that's how we think we're doing, you know, some type of social justice instead of getting in the fight and trying to protect, you know, our sisters and so, you know, that's maybe part of the problem is that 
because people feel like it's not their problem, they're not going to intervene. But violence against women is a problem for everybody. And we need men to step up and be protectors of women in every aspect. Yeah, I totally agree. And like you said, everyone came from a woman. So it's just kind of ridiculous with the lack of respect uh, that is happening. My main concern in this area is that I think a lot of the measures for moving forward are put on women, which I think is really unfair. Yeah. You know, you've spoken about men need to step up and be allies. I think it starts with education, really, from school level, even to adulthood. I mean, what sort of measures do you think maybe would work today that we could maybe look at, especially for men to kind of really take that responsibility? You know, obviously it starts first in the home. So fathers and mothers teaching their children to have respect for everyone, to have, you know, boundaries, healthy boundaries. Um, And then obviously when when they're outside of the home in schools, there needs to be more um, awareness and education given towards this, you know, um, that men need to be raised to be protectors and allies and helpers of women and not the ones that are causing us harm. Um, And then just outside of that, once we're all older, these type of things need to be taken seriously and prosecuted as such. Um, Harassment, I mean, if if we are being harassed, that needs to have some type of legal consequence to it that that is um, enough to keep people from doing this to us, you know? Um, it, it starts at harassment and it ends, you know, in, in potentially death for women. So this is serious. Yeah, I totally agree. There's so many important points that you mentioned there. I think the great points that you're making is that, you know, this really needs a greater sense of public responsibility, shared responsibility and accountability in terms of how we see it and how we treat it and not to discount what is, is happening, what's been happening for such a long time, because I think women are sort of carrying this themselves when men really need to step up and do a lot more I think yeah that definitely starts with education definitely more stricter measures society-wide and as I think as we've discussed that this is one and running so I think society definitely needs to make this its problem make it a, a bigger priority and needs to be covered more in the media like we've spoken about in terms of just publications in the news I mean for example you look at things like 2020 so we've got COVID-19 we're all having to wear masks we're all being told what to do um, rightly for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So you think, well, why could we not do something similar to kind of, you we want to protect people's health, but then why wouldn't we protect people's safety in, a, in the same sort of way? Absolutely. It's, you know, this is such an important issue. It's, it's affecting basically half the population of the world, you know? Um, so violence against women should be getting attention. And I, that's, the, that's what made me so upset about all of this is that I do feel like people have been desensitized, you know, and it's like, I want to say, wake up. If you're a woman, this is seriously your problem. And if you're a man, you should care about this too. This is your problem as well, you know? And, and I think that with a problem that's so, you know, quote unquote common, people getting desensitized is really the scariest thing because, that just means that we're not going to address the problem. We're not going to try to fix it. We're not going to try to save another life, you know? And, and I think that, that we can make progress so that we can be saving lives in the running community. I think that that's an important enough cause so that we should focus on it and give it attention and speak out on it 
Um, I mean, what is more important than saving lives and especially women's lives? Absolutely agree. Thank you for coming on the podcast and speaking to me about it. And thank you for raising awareness and continuing the work that you're doing for such an important topic that needs coverage and needs to be everyone's problem. Kimmy, where can people follow your journey online? I have an Instagram and it's at Track Club Babe. And I just chat about running on there every day. Seriously, one of the most inspiring profiles on Instagram and like you put a lot of care and attention and effort into it. And uh, I've said this before, massively appreciate your posts and it really comes across that you are genuinely caring about people and want to help them to be their best selves. Yeah, thank you again for coming back on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And thank you. I mean, instantly after I posted that, you made a post where you were calling men to attention for this. And that you were speaking on the role that men should have. And I really appreciated that, you know, um, just that you're, you're taking this so seriously and you care so deeply about this yourself. And obviously you do because now you're, you know, centering some of your episodes around um, just this whole topic. So thank you so much. We need more caring, thoughtful voices like you to speak out on this. We need more male voices, truly, you know, so that way people can listen. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm no way a perfect person, but I think reading your post, it basically challenged me to be like, okay, this is may not be my problem, but it'd be worse if I do nothing and I say nothing. Absolutely. And and what you did was a wake up call, I'm sure for so many, you know, and who you reach is different than who I reach. And that is, I'm sure, impactful to them that a man was speaking out on this, you know, it's infrequent that you see a man speaking out on women's harassment issues and, and those type of things. So thank you so much. We need more guys like you standing up and speaking out. Kim, it's been great talking to you. Thanks again for being a guest on the Runners Life podcast. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. This is a debrief of the conversation with Kim. Kim, thank you for being a guest on the Runners Life and talking about this with me. Kim's post titled What's Your Story was the catalyst for this podcast idea. It showed how common this experience is for women globally. It was the call to action to men that really stopped me in my tracks because she was totally right. Why should it be down to women to make the steps that count to real change happening? And you've got to ask, why aren't more men talking about this? Why aren't more men making this their problem? She made a great point that every perpetrator has a mother, you know, and it's down to us to raise our sons, our daughters, to be respectful of all people and, as she said, to be a protector of women. And listening to her experiences of the steps required whilst running and in general life in terms of just being mindful and try to protect her own space, you know, as a man, that's not something many of us have to think about. In terms of having to run with other people, in public spaces, in loops. Running brings so many people so much joy physically and mentally. should be a safe space for all. And whilst I accept that the world won't change and we won't be in this utopian society after this podcast, we all need to be on the same page and make this all of our problems. You know, men need to stand up. It shouldn't just be women shouldering the responsibility themselves. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Runner's Life. If you found value in this episode and want to support the show, please share with your community, post on your social media channels and encourage them to listen and subscribe. If you want to support my work directly, you can become a member on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a runner's life. If you want to get in touch with me or see what I'm up to, you can follow me on my Instagram page at the Marathon Marcus. Your time is valuable, so thank you for spending your time listening to this episode of a Runner's Life podcast.